You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. Um, so I'm Lily Anderson Nichols. I am head of talent for Newington Communications, who are a public affairs and PR company. I'm also a mother to two children, um, one nearly two-year-old and one four-year-old. You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions with me, Laura Broderick. Today we're joined by Lily Anderson Nichols, or as in my contacts book, Lily Molly Freddy. <laughs> and Lily, as we've heard, is a mother of two children, Molly and Freddy, um, and also a professional working mum who has recently gone back to work um, after a period of maternity leave and a bit of a career break. Um, so it's great to talk to Lily today about some of her journey and the solution that she's reached and where she's at now. Before we get started hearing from Lily in a more detailed way about that journey and that solution, um, I wanted to say that actually, Lily, I don't know if you know this, but you prompted me to do this podcast series. So it was kind of in my head. I had this idea in my head of doing something to give more working mums a voice through a podcast, Mm -hmm. but didn't really know a lot of the detail or the networks or the fact that there was lots of other things happening around this I was just seeing it from a very sort of personal viewpoint but Mm -hmm. actually from talking to you Lily you've drawn out some of the things that I needed to research and listen to more closely and things I needed to find out about which actually in turn has prompted me to do this as a proper thing so thank you Lily (laughs) (laughs) thank you for the flattery I wasn't expecting that sometimes you have ideas but you don't always run with them but you need sometimes that support to help you run with something yeah you need to bounce it around with someone great oh well I'm really pleased and I'm really excited to be talking to you as well yeah and well some of those ideas you gave me you can talk about yourself Mm -hmm. rather than me explaining what I think you said yeah that's fine that's fine great Um, so do you want to start by telling us a little bit about your career path because mm-hmm. it's very different to my own mm-hmm. um I'm not in the world of HR and recruitment yeah. yep, and I think I probably made a cheeky comment about HR professionals to you yeah. at one point didn't I we and do then... get a rep to be fair um HR professionals um but the industry it's changed quite a lot as a profession um over the years I think we we used, used to be seen mm. as the people police mm. um but I think that you know people are moving forward in terms of HR and it is much much more about looking at people as an organization's main asset um, mm. and everything that that involves. So I think it's changing. Yeah. Um, in terms of my career, I haven't always done HR. Okay. Um, I did start off working for Boots, which obviously everyone knows is their nice local high street pharmacy. Um, I did all sorts of jobs with them, um, a lot of them with um, pharmacies and okay. with care services, which is a major part of Boots is um, business, yeah. so it's servicing people in care homes and people who live Mental at home. Hospitals, yeah, yeah. yeah um, and delivering medication mm. to them. So a lot of my background was doing work with that, but um, I supported them through major change programs and travelled around the UK doing that for them. Um, I then realised that I really enjoyed the learning side and the training side, so I went and did a master's um, in HR. Okay. And then went on to Transport for London. Um, So I was a business partner with them. um, And I think it was about two years in, I fell pregnant with Molly. Yes. Um, And uh, so I went for um, maternity leave for a year at that point. And I was working full time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... After returning, I actually went back in at four days a week. Okay. Um, so Transport for London generally are very good in terms of flexible working. Yes. Um, it's, they have a very open policy mm-hmm. um, and anybody in the organisation, obviously it's open to anyone who's worked there long than 26 weeks, which okay. is the same for anybody in the UK. Great, okay. Um, and uh, so I came back on four days a week um, but I came into a very different job okay. to the one that I'd left, which I think is probably not unusual yeah. for women who go on maternity leave or parents generally who yeah. might take leave. So at the time, I knew that I wanted to do something a bit different. It wasn't working for me. I wanted to be in work three days a week, ideally. Yeah. So I found a job with a big property company called Grosvenor Group. Okay. Um, and Grosvenor Group are mainly based in London, um, they are very well known for the areas of London that they um, effectively own, okay. um, which is Mayfair and Belgravia. Okay. 
Um, and in terms of my time there, I worked doing um, a learning and development role and it was a job share. So I did three days a week mm -hmm. and my job share partner did three days a week. Okay. Um, it was very new to the organisation. Yeah. Um, it was a case of, you know, this has got to work, ladies, because we're doing this and, and we want you to effectively be pioneers yeah. um, of this arrangement. Yeah, exactly yeah. that, mm -hmm. exactly that. Um, and during my time there, um, you know, it was a very positive experience and the job share arrangement worked mm. um, for the two of us. We were actually, interestingly, very different. Mm. So we even did our own kind of maps. It's a thing where you can map your motivators. And we also looked at our MBTI, which is a, a kind of personality Kind like of, a Myers Briggs, yeah, it's one. Myers Briggs. Okay, exactly that's the only that. one I've done before, so and, that's what. <laughs> and we I can't even remember what I was. Literally so. opposite. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So opposites we, attract. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> and this was the thing. This is what was quite interesting in terms of the job share arrangement mm. is that that worked. Okay. So um, we effectively supported each other in terms of our strengths and the mm. things that we weren't as good at. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite a kind of open, relatively loud, quite chatty person. She was much better at being very organised, um, making sure stuff got done, reminding me of things to do. So we did, there was a really good balance there. Mm. So it worked whilst I was there. Um, I then fell pregnant with Freddie. Yes. <laughs> and um, I went for, um, again, it was supposed to be about a year off. Things changed slightly. Mm. Um, so I didn't stay with that organisation. Okay. Um, for various reasons. Um, effectively, there was a restructure. Mm. Um, so I uh, decided at the end of that to actually take a career break. Okay. Um, so I haven't been... I wasn't working for two years okay in effect and it's not really that long is it you're saying it as if oh it's two years but, you know <laughs> in our parents scheme. generation yeah. it, that was nothing right is it um no, time off yeah no, it's not um it's not a huge amount of time and I guess it's only 12 mm. months more than people would typically take yeah for maternity yeah, leave. Yeah. it's not you know it's not a huge amount of time and actually I think it's been really good for me mm. um and now I have gone back into a job that I know is the right job for me. Yes. I've had that time off to think and, you know, work out what yeah, is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I've gone back in again three days a week. So mm. gone into an organisation who have been really supportive of that. And is this a job share or is this just no. part-time part three days? Time, yeah, three days. Um, and they were very supportive in terms of saying, you know, if you want to do five short days, you know, that's school fine. hours school contract hours, kind of thing that okay kind of thing um which is great mm. so they've been very supportive um and I'm only in week I've just finished week four <laughs> so it's all very new mm. um yeah take out what you want because <laughs> it's quite a long career history no yeah. no no well it's yeah. it's great because the thing the, another reason I really have been excited about doing mm. the podcast is I'm meeting more and more mums from different yeah. careers and different yeah. walks of life whereas in my 20s and jobs I did then through my studies and friendship yeah. groups yeah, and people yeah. you meet through work it was all quite insular as in I knew lots of architects or yeah. people who were in for want of a better phrase arts administration or, or what have you and then now it's like oh great you know I'm I'm friends with a police officer I'm friends yeah. with an HR professional and you know you, you just get yeah. to meet people from through the mums Network, <laughs> yeah, which is how we should yeah. say we know each other yeah. from from school, from gates. school gates. Yeah, so Molly yeah. is at the preschool where my daughter's in reception, yeah. and the little lads, Casper and Freddie, will even be going the to the same nursery soon. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've seen each other with the prams. Okay, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah. And I think the fact that you've you know had your time in different types of industries, you're know, like boots, obviously a big kind of national yeah. retail, yeah. and then transport for London, um, and then. Going through to Grosvenor property, property. Yeah. you know, you've been in different yeah. sectors. Yeah, yeah. So actually you've seen different character yeah. types and different ways of organisations planning and managing. Absolutely. And um, so yeah. you've got a real insight, which I think I probably don't have. Um, so the networks that you've got to know or the mm -hmm. organisations you've been reading about or contacting mm -hmm. linked to issues about motherhood mm -hmm. predominantly rather than parenthood, but obviously parenting is mm -hmm. is not just mothers but for this podcast series we are focusing on yep. mothers yep. um so motherhood and work and finding that balance and mm -hmm. supporting women who've maybe had career breaks and trying to get back into work mm -hmm. or people who've left an organization on a bad note and are struggling to either get confidence back or mm -hmm. 
to do something about it, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, something very sort of severe and formal or whether it's just something quite like basic, like a little bit of coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen and learned about those networks yeah. through your two years yeah. of, well, one year maternity, one yeah. year career break. Absolutely. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those? Because yeah. they're new to me and yeah. they might be new to other people listening. Yeah. Or they okay. might not be, but let's talk about them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so um, there's a particular organisation um, that I came across um, that's called Pregnant Then Screwed, which is a nice catchy title. And uh, that particular organisation initially started with people reporting situations where they had faced maternity or pregnancy discrimination yeah um and then it's basically grown and grown and grown since that point Mm. um and it now is an organization that offers um free legal advice Mm. um to people who may be facing discrimination they also offer free um advice around flexible working um and they also do a lot of it's a charity effectively so they also do a lot of work around lobbying the government Mm. so the government often has various consultations happening. Um, and there's a, currently a consultation that is around something called a non-disclosure agreement. Okay. Um, and Pregnant Then Screwed is working to actually give evidence in terms of what should happen with non-disclosure agreements. Because okay. at the moment, they effectively can be used at any point okay. for any particular reason. And, and for some, any size yeah. of company, any yeah. there's no kind of yeah. limits. or yeah. Okay. And they're effectively known also as a gagging it's a basic gagging order. Okay. Um, and that's what they're also known as. Um, because that's what they do. Mm. So they stop people being able to speak. And they probably um, gained a lot of public um, interest because of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the back of the Me Too movement, mm. um, it was looked into because uh, certain individuals had signed non-disclosure agreements around sexual harassment. Yes. Um, and we've also had it in the UK around Sir Philip Green. Mm-hmm. Um, so that all came out in terms of the, the Telegraph and trying to report on his behaviours and so on. Yes. And obviously, um, and somebody used parlementary privilege to mm. actually expose him. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of review taking place and around. And the public are more aware of these things as yeah. well. The yeah. public are more aware of them and they're also more aware of how frequent this happens. Mm. So um, in terms of pregnancy and maternity discrimination, you're talking about 54,000 women wow. a year will wow. experience some form of discrimination Mm. now this doesn't necessarily it doesn't have to be something as clear as um you know being told no you're pregnant that's it you've got to leave it doesn't have to be as extreme as that yes no it doesn't have to be as extreme as Mm. that Mm. it can just be things like slowly seeing that you're being sidelined or that work is being moved to other people Mm -hmm. um you know that it can be those slightly subtle yes slightly more subtle Mm. um ways that that people can be treated in the workplace so um so yeah that's the evidence around it so Mm. it's a big thing it's a big issue it's massive um and in terms of um pregnant then screwed so to go back to their work i have been to um parliament to go and watch um evidence being presented so to the women qualities um select committee i've also been to event that an event that was run by pregnant then screwed and they run regular events which are there to support mothers Absolutely, in everything you've just described in terms of their confidence levels, mm. in terms of the advice and support that they can access, yeah. um, in terms of sharing experiences and yeah, just kind yeah. of coming together. Um, yeah, having a, a network. Having yeah. a network of people. I was really yeah. surprised actually because when I went to the one, I went to an event in January mm. and saw another mum who I often see in the park yeah. <laughs> and she was there. I've seen you pushing <laughs> in a pram and yeah, hi. Yeah. And then yeah. there was another mum who, you know, yeah. had a, a, a a particular experience who was also there and was yeah. uh, goes to the library and yeah. she's at the rhyme time you know so it's a really nice experience yeah. <laughs> to, to, to go um and also to see some um particular voices in terms of um feminism women's empowerment and those yeah. things yeah. um so people like uh, the leader of the women's equality party yeah sophie walker who unfortunately yeah. stepped down oh really yeah. yeah but she was there okay yeah um and also some other mm. women who are kind of, I guess they're 
So to see some other women who are shining a light around diversity as well okay. in this particular area. Mm. So a lady called Candice Braithwaite who looks at um, making motherhood diverse. Okay. And that's her campaign. And that's all about making sure the imagery mm. and the, you know, the publications you see, the advertising you see, the campaigns you see are diverse. Yeah. Okay, so you don't just see white mums. Yeah, or the white perfect mum. Yeah, or the white kids. <laughs> yeah, or the per- exactly, yeah, or the per- exactly yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Not just the perfect mum, mm. um, that it's it's diverse. Mm. Um, and that is representative. Mm. So yeah, so really interesting stuff. And that really galvanised me. So going to that event really galvanised me. Um, I knew it was something that I cared greatly about. Mm. Um but from a personal and a professional yeah. stance as from, well yeah you've because got, I've been looking yeah. to make things work for a long time now since yeah. having Molly mm. it's taken you know I guess I'm four years now down mm. the line to mm. find something that's working and is yeah. working well um but also know. I imagine you're like needing to absorb that for your decision making and coming up with what works for you and your yeah. family yeah. but also I think because of the role you have in organizations mm. sort of being able to so make ambassador. change yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and like yeah. support other people and yeah. offer good information and you know we talked again didn't we Lily about there being policies but not always people know how to interpret the policies no. oh, God. <laughs> all the time. so yeah, yeah that's that's a whole other thing yeah yeah um, but you know like the more that you have been so you've not been having this year of not do you, no, do you, no, 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 I've all been very is, busy over a, the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very, yeah, exactly. I, it's not been a quiet time. No. By, no. by no means. And actually, you know, I've been doing the mothering part and, and being a, what, what would be termed a stay-at-home mum for a year, mm. essentially. Yeah. Um, and that has taught me a lot too. Yeah. And it is not just a full-time job. It's, it's round the clock. Yeah. If yeah. you are a stay-at-home mum, that job is around the yeah. clock. Or a stay-at-home dad, it's around and the clock. And some know? people do decide to do it. To do that. I and mean, that's yeah. a valid choice that we shouldn't no. um, question and make yeah be no. sniffy about, which no. often can happen. So No, yeah. absolutely. Um, so having that time in that year to see mm. what it's like to do, be doing that role yeah. as well has been really beneficial for me. Mm. Um, in terms of, you know, we just mentioned um, around organizations and um people not really understanding you know the policies and flexible working and so on so Mm. um i I suppose the first thing i would say is flexible working isn't just part-time it means various things yeah okay so it can mean that hours you work it could mean that you work flexi time so a lot of organizations have introduced flexi time Mm -hmm. so when people start and finish at different times and you have core hours and it could be where you work the location yeah um, pattern of work um you could pr- compress your hours yeah. so work f- five days over four for yeah. example so a lot of places are more op- are becoming mm. more open to, mm. to those types of patterns um and then obviously job share which mm. we've talked about too because it looks like that's what's going to be happening with me yeah in my that's what you're return yeah well yeah, yes that's yeah, what we're yeah. what yeah, thing what happens <laughs> yeah well we've got all our fingers crossed that that yeah. will happen yeah 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 we need a few extra fingers somewhere as well right <laughs> toes no, <laughs> no. um yeah no and that's what you're going mm. back to so i yeah. should imagine at the forefront of your head is you know how's that going to be how's it going to yeah. work for me because it's not that long is it no it's not that long but yeah that's why i think the fact that you've had a really good example of a job share working yeah. really well yeah. is quite comforting and yeah. it'd be comforting for other people to know that okay you can be completely different mm-hmm. to this partner that you're yeah. working with but you find that balance and you mm-hmm. find that I mean it might take a little bit more time and effort which is yeah. you know one of those things that why not you know we need to make time and effort for yeah. everything in our lives yeah. so you know exactly um but and we were yeah. very honest with each other as well mm. from the outset about the fact that we were quite different in terms of our approach and mm. that really helped to yeah. just be honest about it. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why it did work. Just out of interest, yeah. I'm assuming female. I don't know if that's because you've yeah. said female. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. another mum. Was she a mum as well? Okay. Yeah, yeah. She'd, she'd come back from maternity leave Okay. Um, at the point at which I joined. Mm. Um, so it was mm. both very new for both of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which should probably help too, because mm. we kind of were we were in it together. Yeah. So we wanted to make it work you, together. Exactly. So that was, you were both um, yeah. embedded in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I have to say, I mean, it didn't mm. work. 
in the end for various reasons that were much more organisational than to do with us as in individuals. Um, but I wouldn't want to ever poo-poo that as an arrangement because yeah. I think it's a ve- can be a very positive one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's other flexible arrangements. You know, yeah. you started to list and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and people need to be aware that they have the right to request it um, yeah. as long as they have been working 26 weeks. Okay. For an organisation, yeah. um, for the same organisation, um, six weeks is six months, right? Yes, yeah, yeah exactly maths. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, six months, and um, it's anybody. So a lot of people assume it's just parents mm. or just mums, mm. but anybody can ask for it, mm. which is great. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, inter- interestingly, though, mm. since uh, twenty ten, mm. there hasn't been an increase in flexible working. So there's more access to it, but not more actual delivery of it. Yeah, which is quite interesting. That's quite depressing, right? Is it? (laughs) Or do you think people are doing it informally and not necessarily always getting it officially approved, but... I think there like is a lot more informal arrangements around things like flexi time. Yeah, and so working from home days yeah, here and there. I think and that, yeah, I yeah. think you're right. There mm. probably is a lot more of that type of work happening. Mm. Um, but official flexible working arrangements haven't increased. Mm. Um, and they're sitting at around, I think it's 27% at the moment in terms of all work arrangements. And that's across the UK. Across the UK. Yeah. Across every... Yeah, industry it's as any, a whole. Yeah, em- okay, employment. Yeah, across any form of employment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what do you think of that figure then? Is that something you think? <clears throat> what do I think about it? Should um, be higher. Could be higher. I think what? it probably is going to have to be higher. Mm. And the reason I say that, well, there's loads of reasons. So, <laughs> <laughs> give me your top facts here. Yeah, Some top facts <laughs> as to why I think it's going to have to increase. Mm. Um, so. Firstly, Mm. productivity levels in the UK are quite low. And in fact, they have been at an all-time low in the last two years. Okay. Brexit has had an impact. Yeah, Yeah, Brexit. Yeah, we're all... Yeah, it's just a point in time. We're all depressed and no one has the foggiest. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that does impact people's productivity levels, funnily enough. Worrying about the future of their jobs and even the future of their homes depending on where they're from and yeah all of those things Mm -hmm. um so yeah so when we're talking about productivity Mm. we need to be thinking about why that's happening Mm. and one contributor is often to do with long working hours as well Mm -hmm. um and there is evidence that proves that if you work part-time you are more productive oh good so you know there you go. First, mm-hmm. that's number one. And we've got that big challenge as a country. Mm-hmm. Number two, we've got we've got um, an increase in technology and artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at that particular area, if you've got robots potentially that are doing some of the work that we currently do as humans, mm-hmm. then what are your options? Mm-hmm. And one option is to say that we actually get people to work less mm-hmm. across a working week. So they work four-day weeks, for example, or even less than that. Mm. And um, there are experts in the artificial and intelligence world Mm. who are actually saying that's what's going to have to happen. Mm. Because... I haven't really contemplated the the robot takeover (laughs) as part of this podcast series. I'm now a bit like... (laughs) I'm sorry, it's slightly slightly left field, but actually it's happening like quicker than we think it really is um so if you go into things like i call my daughter robot already so she's (laughs) there you go yeah she's robot yeah rowan the robot there you go there you go but it's Mm. it's a genuine Mm. you know it's something to think about Mm. because with all of these things we're talking about changes that need to happen over time so Mm. if we don't start thinking about them now yeah we'll get overtaken essentially (laughs) by robots no, we won't. We, we won't. We're not going to get taken. No, but I, I take your point. Let's, yeah. Okay. I, I take. No, no, no. I take your yeah. point. It's it, it's one of those things that we are. Things change, right? Yeah. The nature of what industry changes. and yeah. 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 Um, so that's mm. number two, and I know it's probably not up there, but mm. it's one to think about. Um, number three is skills shortages. Mm. Okay, so we've got some major skill shortages, particularly in things like um, the care sector, yeah. NHS. It's going to get worse with Brexit. It's going to get worse with Brexit. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> have you been stockpiling? Mm. <laughs> um, and teaching, mm. for example. So there are lots of sectors where we have some major problems mm. at the moment in terms of skill shortages 
but not it's not ju- it's not necessarily about skill shortages and this is also what i think the problem is there are people out there who are skilled mm. and people who are talented and able to do these types of jobs mm. but at the moment the system is set so that it's very inflexible mm. So if you're a teacher, for example, it is very hard to get flexible work. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you are a teacher, you work five days a week and that is kind Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've got all these people who may have been trained and very, very skilled and very experienced, but they are being pushed out of the job market. I I thought there would have been more job share type of equivalents within the teaching yes, profession yeah. Yeah. and it's really surprised me because I've got one good friend in the mm. northeast mm. who has gone back to work full-time after her first and she's on maternity with her second but she needed to be full-time cause she's <laughs> actually the earner in or the higher yeah. earner yeah, in her yeah. household yeah um which is great um why shouldn't it be and um, but then another teacher friend who's living in Croydon um who's actually a head teacher and she's currently negotiating her return mm. to work and it's actually being very difficult for her to get some mm. flexibility as well. Whereas I would have thought as an, as a profession, it would have been more flexible, which is what surprises me about this whole thing is this whole issue around return to work mm. and mothering mm. is everybody, it's sort of affecting across every industry. It's not like there's, unless you've seen no. differently, no. there's not one job no. that you go, that's a really good job to, <laughs> to have to get the right balance yeah you know whether, yeah, yeah yeah whether you're a highly skilled professional or whether you're on a low-income job or everything seems to be moving quite, quite awkward for for people to sort of navigate that that flexibility with even though yeah. they yeah. have the right to request it if they've yeah. been there for six months <laughs> yeah so they have the real i don't i'm not mm. sure how many people would be aware mm. of that um and it's obviously for organisations, it's about how they can support it as well. Mm. So um, the CIPD has got a task force at That's the moment. That's the Chartered Institute of Personnel. Personnel. Yeah, so okay. Chartered Institute of Personnel Development okay. um, are working with, I think it's Business Industry Energy Department mm. um, on a task force, which is going on until autumn this year. Mm. Um, and this is looking at flexible working and looking at how to support employers Mm. to um, firstly make sure that their advertising says happy to talk flex with you that is my big thing this is what got me really like yeah new jobs very rarely advertised as potential for part-time or flexibility or job share like if you do or if you do a search you think oh it's saying there's lots of part-time jobs but then you look down there all the voluntary positions absolutely (laughs) yeah that's not what I was looking for yeah yeah Yeah. so there you Mm. are an experienced Mm. skilled professional Mm. and you try and look for a job Mm. but there's nothing advertised yeah in terms of what you do Mm. um and it's not necessarily the case that organisations aren't willing to look at these things. They just kind of haven't thought to do it. Mm. <laughs> they just haven't yeah. thought to put it. They almost you know? like need to be told, it's okay to factor in time <laughs> yeah. to sort this out. Yeah. And it's okay, <laughs> it's okay to be like, to open that door. Yeah. Like, you don't have yeah. to be scared of it. Yeah. Okay. It's okay to say to people, we'll talk to you about this. If you mm. want to work flexibly, mm. let's at least have a conversation about how we could support that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so, so there's that. And the second part mm. of it is around um, training as well. Mm. So training uh, managers mm. to actually understand how mm-hmm. to support flexible working arrangements. Yeah. Because I imagine a lot of managers freak out and go, that means I've got to yeah. line manage two yeah. people, not just yeah. one. Yeah. Ah. yeah, 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 I've got, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can see I've been a line manager. Mm. You know, you, you may have managed people or at least coordinated well, their work. Yes, a little bit, but not formally, more sort of through programs and projects, yeah. Yeah, so you still mm. have to, you've got to coordinate mm. work. And, and you can see why people do that kind of oh hang on a minute mm. this is going to be more work for me mm-hmm. so i think also that you have to you have to be realistic mm. about the current perceptions and the obstacles that there are mm. in terms of organizations thinking differently yeah. about yeah. this so there are some challenges around um, people's perceptions mm-hmm. so some people within organizations will perceive part-time workers as being less productive yeah they think that which we now know is completely wrong with your lovely facts (laughs) really 
it's completely wrong. In fact, yeah. the longer hours you work, the yeah. less productive you are. Mm. So it goes. It's, it's yeah. an inverse of people's yeah. perceptions, yeah. essentially. Um, so, so yeah. So organisations have some issues. Perception is one. Um, training is another. Mm. So how do you support flexible working arrangements? Mm. How do you make sure that you know if people aren't in the office, mm. that the work gets done? If you're working in a client-facing industry, how do you mm. make sure that you are still you know winning business and supporting your clients and so responsive and yeah 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 so there are some challenges Mm. there um but there are ways to navigate that and there are ways to to work with it and what's quite interesting Mm. so you know if you are with an organization that's client facing like law Mm. for example Mm. um you'll be working with all these other people who are probably starting to work more flexibly mm. and you're the one still sitting there advising them yeah, and still being very stuck with the traditional model of work. Mm. Um, whereas everybody around you and all of the people that you're working with mm. are going to be shifting away from that. Yeah, but you're uh, being told that your model of a workplace is yeah it is not keeping up with the times and so uh, you know this is the other thing you know we've talked about skill shortages but also you know actually you people are going to start losing their talent Mm. and if you have a you know a big law firm that are able to support flexible working quite Mm. easily they're going to find that all of the people are going to end up working for them and other employers that aren't perhaps as big they're going to get the cream of the crop right yeah 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 yeah. they get the cream of the crop and Mm. then other places Mm. you know aren't going to they're they're going to find that they don't have the right people anymore and that will be the out because as you it becomes like obviously your salary stays important but also things like access to good annual leave and other things also become important as well as just that what's the the basic money that I'm bringing home and if there are organizations that support flexibility and better arrangements around that and good benefits that childcare schemes and etc and etc yeah then they're going to, you know, those people mm. are going to go there. Mm. You know, if you've got... You're going to make a choice to go yeah. somewhere rather gonna... than feeling like, oh, it's the yeah. only place that will have me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to make that choice. And, and it's not, and I know this is about mothers, mm. but, you know, if men are going to sm- make those choices too. Yeah. And they are going to start saying, do you know what? Um, Actually, yeah. I'd quite like to work you know four days a week yeah 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 and that particular organization is doing a really good job Mm -hmm. and they are really supportive of it yeah and they're going to give me the same annual leave entitlements and they're going to give me the same salary if not slightly more yeah why would I not go there exactly and that's what will happen Mm. because there is and and, you know you've also got things like shared parental leave now yes um so you find a couple lined up to talk about yes yeah yeah because it's not unfortunately it's not taken off as much as Mm. as i would have hoped yeah um but it's it's slowly yeah it's it's yeah, it's new and it's slowly, you mm. know, there are more and more fathers who are starting to use yeah. shared parental leave. Um, and there are some organisations as well who actually will pay the, the, the maternity allowance mm. okay. um, to fathers, as in the enhanced okay. allowance as well. Because the maternity allowance is just the basic, yeah, right? Yeah, so they will yeah. pay that, but with the enhancement on top. Okay, which is makes which, it more so attractive. Essentially matching, yeah. which is what they should be doing. Yeah. Rather than seeing as, oh, you can take the time, but you're going to yeah. suffer in exactly. other ways. Okay. Exactly. Mm. Um, I'm just wondering. I mean, some of those networks you've talked about, yeah. you've talked about Pregnant Then Screwed. Is yeah. there anyone else around like this this campaign for, yeah. that you yeah. have kind of really felt are doing a really good thing and okay. we should know more about? Or Yeah. I, um, so... Obviously, I've, I have talked about pregnant and screwed. Um, the second website that um, I used a lot mm. whilst I was on leave and actually found my current job on is mm. one called TimeWise. Okay. Um, which advertises flexible working, part-time roles yeah. and across the sectors. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great resource. Um, there are also a lot of new recruitment agencies yeah. that are starting to pop up. Pop up. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, way yeah. more than I mean I've sorry Lily I'm yeah go ahead yeah, yeah. like as a prompt for the podcast the podcast the podcast <laughs> I also started you pro- promote <laughs> I, I, I prodded the but anyhow I no, will stop yeah um 
I set up my Instagram account. Mm. Yes, I am one of those people that's slow to start <laughs> these things. And then you sort of all of a sudden you follow one feed and then another feed comes through and you're like, oh my goodness, there's somebody yeah. else doing that. And I've forgotten all the names. It's fine. But but there is, yeah, there's a lot there's out there. There's a few more coming up. And um, Army of Mums, a friend of mine, a friend of a friend is set up, which yeah. is a similar sort of, you know, matching generally mothers with work that's yeah. flexible and might only be on a short-term basis yeah. but it gives them that flexibility but allows an organization who maybe hasn't got a role that's permanent but mm-hmm. can have somebody in for a particular job yeah for a particular time yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah there are more things yeah like but time-wise um, is the one you use so time-wise is great in the sense that it's just a normal job board mm. um so you can access it at any point and okay. get alerts and so on um but there are also um, some other organisations. So one is called the Doyen Network. Mm, you mentioned this to me, yeah. yes. And I, I don't think I managed to find it, probably because of my bad <coughs> spelling. <laughs> so D-O-Y-E-N-N-E. Okay. Um, and they are effectively, um, they look at professionals and matching <laughs> matching professionals with work mm. is essentially the way they work um and it's a membership group so you sign up and then you put forward information about yourself okay um and then they also post jobs mm. um and they go and find jobs mm. as well for professionals mm. so that's how they work um and there's also nine two three so as okay. in nine to three yeah um and Dolly Parton <laughs> in a new version. yeah yeah it's, the, it's working nine two three nice no. nice um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no so so they look obviously at the school hours work yeah. um uh, they're mainly based in oxford but okay. they are bra- branching out as well Sounds um, like they need to yeah 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 they're, they're, they are branching out yeah. um and in there's also organizations like um third door and third door is uh, you know you there's loads of these workspaces now that you can go and rent space in mm, yeah uh, they must i think there's a name for them what's the They're probably millennials go and work there yeah yeah all, yeah <laughs> <laughs> all the hipsters are yeah, there. yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah so so people who are mm. like self-employed and so on it's the you know it's those kind of shared workspaces mm, yes um and third door also offer a crash which wow. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I met this particular lady at the Pregnant Then Screwed event mm. um, who started this um, company. Yeah. And, and they're expanding. So at the moment they're out in West London, okay. um, but they're opening some more places around London. Mm. Um, but yeah, essentially it's really easy. So you join, you're a member, you, you join the workspace and then you have mm. the creche facility as well. Yeah. And you just book in your slots. Yeah. And the children get to know the staff because it's the same staff who work there. And it's probably suits, you don't have to commit the no, money and the time no. it, for someone who is yeah. self-employed and maybe yeah. their workload dips in and out of yeah. really busy periods, really some quiet periods. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't have to commit a yeah. childcare cost of a nursery all the no, time. And exactly yeah. that. So um, so these things are all popping up mm. um, and are a great supports for you know because yeah. there will be people out there who are entrepreneurs or yeah. work you know they, they work for themselves essentially and more and more people are going to be working yeah. like that. that aren't yeah. they absolutely yeah. yeah yeah which isn't my experience but the more I hear about it the more I think about it the more I talk to people about it the more you realize it's actually quite sensible and the older types of ways of doing and thinking and bigger organizations need to sort of catch up and meet them in the middle, like not to replicate it, but to kind of well, I think like, take some of those pluses that they're doing. They, and Well, they're going to have to because mm. otherwise they're going to be basically, you know, a few moves out of the game. Yeah. That's essentially what's going to happen. Yeah. They're just going to be a few steps and they're out the yeah. game if they don't start trying to catch up. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was who said it and I really wish I could remember where the quote comes from. But it's something along the lines of the offices mm. of the current day will be viewed as the prisons of the future. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember who said it. And I, just to know, I do love my office. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a very nice office. Your, your current <laughs> office. I do love my current job and my current office. Um, but when you actually think about it, yeah. you know, there's something to it. They're bad environments, a lot of them, aren't they, as well? You, yeah, there yeah. is something in that, mm. you know? Mm. What will we think in 50 years' time? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. 
Oof. <laughs> the robots and, and the prisons. <laughs> I love it. I sort of feel like from like my architecture hat, I can imagine some architecture student doing some crazy visual for us now with these robots and these office prints. Any architecture students out there who've got a free five minutes, go and do some cool visuals for me on this. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> what, the, the workplace of the future? Yeah, <laughs> or the reflections on the workplace. <laughs> I think, what would it be? Would it be robots making cups of coffee in shared workspaces that also have outdoor space yeah. and really good crushes? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and you get your free... I've, I've booked my desk. Yeah. <laughs> you're there, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the job shows, I'm going to change again, partly because mm-hmm. it is something that's sort of mm-hmm. relevant yeah, yeah. to me now yeah. and things. Um, do you feel there's enough people out there who are willing to ask for it? Because that's the other thing. We mm-hmm. need organisations to step up to the game and take time to work through these things and not just say, oh, there's a policy there that if somebody discovers in some bit of an intranet somewhere, we might let them fill a form in and then we'll bombard them with words like business case and then they'll get put off doing it. Um, But in terms of us as employees, having the confidence to just get out there and find out and ask, Mm -hmm. like, what do you think we can do Mm -hmm. to sort of build us up really? Um, so that I know you've mentioned all these rights that we've got Mm -hmm. to ask for these things but approaches we could take um okay I don't know like anything else you think I thought that so it's interesting Mm. what you just said so you raised the the word business case well two words business case um which can be a little bit of a scary term Mm. um essentially that is your pitch Mm. yeah so if people are in a situation at the moment where they are either working or looking for a new job Mm. um, and they actually want to work flexibly, Mm. then absolutely work out what your pitch is, Mm. okay? And why you doing that is going to be of benefit to the organisation, okay? Um, My personal view is if there's a job that you've seen advertised Mm. that you're really, really keen on, apply for it. And when, well, this is interesting, when yeah. do you say you might be interested in flexible working? Good question. Okay, and there are actually two views on this. Yeah. Um, that are different. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first view mm. is that when, if you are um, successful and you go for an interview with that particular employer, mm. then, and the conversation is going well, then you raise mm. it at that point. Okay. Okay. In the interview. Yep, in the interview. Okay. Um, Do you think they're giving you good vibes? Yeah. Do you think there's a good flow yeah, of the yeah. conversation? Yeah, okay. the, it's going well. They seem to like what, what you're offering. Mm. Um, then you raise it at that point in time. Mm. The second view mm. is that you apply for the job. Mm-hmm. You go for the interview. Mm. You sell yourself, obviously, on the basis of your skills. Mm. And then if the company likes you Mm. and they want to offer you a job at that point you negotiate your working pattern with Mm. them okay so why are there two views (laughs) why are there two views um so we know that there is some discriminatory practice out there yeah and we know that that happens it doesn't necessarily happen because people are you know really overtly you know sexist or against working mothers etc etc it's not necessary because of that it goes back to this thing around traditional work yeah and trying to get out of that old regime and mm. absolutely that um so there are a lot of employers out there who struggle in the ways that we've discussed Mm. um so they may have some poor perceptions around people working flexibly Mm. they may not really have the tools or the training or the skills to employ somebody on Mm. a flexible basis so they may not have done it before yeah so it looks a little bit scary to them so that's why there is the second argument Mm. which is that you negotiate it once you've been offered the job yeah okay but you potentially risk annoying um i mean there Mm. is a risk around it but i think you know in that situation the worst that can happen is that they say no we can't accommodate it yeah and then you don't have to 
then yeah. you make a decision yeah. on that basis. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. true. And that is the worst that can happen. Mm. And it's the same in the interview si- mm. situation as well. If you raise it at that point, the worst they can say is, again, no, yeah. we can't accommodate it. Mm. And that is the worst that can happen. Yeah. What we really want, though, is those jobs to stamp it on don't they on the yeah. advert that they're so, willing to have a conversation yeah. they're not yeah. they're not ruling out full-time no nope. they're not ruling out they're just saying well, yeah and generally even though there are organizations that say they're really tight on budgets or that there's no money here and da, 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 there's always some sense of how people can juggle things yeah and make decisions isn't there and yeah, yeah of so course. there's not just the business case decision it's how what other people are doing in the teams at the mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. if it might fit and if it might work mm-hmm. at that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that if people could just be really honest and say if there is an option to have that conversation so people aren't going into interviews either nervous about whether they should broach yeah. this yeah. Yeah. or then leaving yeah. it until an offer is yeah. potentially made and yeah. then broaching it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think you're absolutely right and this is why um, the CIPD have started this task force around good. that particular yeah. topic, which is to encourage employers to put it, just put it on their job ad yeah. um, and, and don't be scared. Yeah. You know, um, there are there are concerns, obviously, that you hear it all the time. Oh no, if we let one person work flexibly, oh. the floodgates are going to open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to get all these people, and they're going to come and knock on my door. And what am I going to do then? And um, I don't know if I'm going to be coming or going. You know, all yeah. these worries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess, what what do I say to that? I mean, there are places that are doing that really, really well. So Transport for London is one particular organisation and that, mm. you know, that's an organisation that's been around for over 150 mm. years, you yeah. know, and they are managing it yeah. and they're doing a very good job of it. Yeah. And there will be some people who want to work flexibly, but as we've seen, it's mm. the mi- it's the minority at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. don't, you know, don't get scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't get scared. It's not all going to go no. a complete change. No, there are still quite a lot of people mm. that want a full-time salary. Yeah. Yeah, don't of course there are. Of course <laughs> yeah. there are. Um, yeah. 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 So, so Lydia, something I'm interested in is um, achievements that people feel they've had in their career. It might have been pre-kids or during having kids or your new solution that you've reached it, <laughs> that you're actually really proud of. And you're like, I did that and I'm going to okay. do that again in my career or I'm going to work towards getting that again in my career. Yeah. Um, so I think for me... Um, I took time out for a year to go and do my MSc, mm-hmm. which was in human resources. Yeah. Um, and I got so much from taking that year out and going back and studying and going mm. refresh, going to refresh my knowledge. Mm. Um, and by the end of it, um, I felt like I'd grown in that year more mm. than I had within about 10 Okay. And I think that that's something that I want to do again. So I want to keep learning and I want to study. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what form that's going to take. Yeah. Um, and I'd really like to put that and, and balance it with what I'm doing as well yeah. in terms of the job I'm doing and, and being a mum and so on. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd like to keep studying mm. alongside yeah. my job because um, I think it's really important. Yeah. Um, to keep learning keep these gray cells keep those yeah <laughs> and, and I can't believe it you know even mm. now I, I feel like I already struggle <laughs> remembering things um you know, so, all, all. <laughs> um so yeah I think it's very important to keep yeah mm. to keep your brain ticking over and yeah. to, to keep learning the whatever is the latest and, and the newest you know research and so on and I think it's really important in HR as well yeah um, hmm. to make sure you're being evidence-based in what you're doing. So that's why I want to do that. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And then just to, to wrap up through, again, like reflecting on your career, yeah. or is there anybody that you feel has been a, a role model or an inspiration or yeah. a sub- key supporter yeah. that's really helped you or someone you've looked up to? Yeah, so yeah. the I think the main person I've looked up to, and she's been a recent introduction to my life, is a lady called Joely Brearley, mm. and she is the founder of Pregnant Then Screwed. Mm. 
she is phenomenal mm. she the amount of work she does she's got two young kids herself yeah she is so dedicated she has so much warmth yeah um you kind of feel like you've made a friend the moment that you meet yeah, her yeah, yeah. um and she just manages to inspire so many people mm. um and to get people to do stuff for yeah. her and work for her with, you know, and volunteer for her because she's just wonderful. Yeah. Um, and she keeps going no matter what the challenges are. She just keeps going and yeah. she just has so much belief in what she's doing. And I think she's fantastic. It sounds like she's got an amazing energy and like she's doing it yeah. for other people, not for her own yep. self. Yep. She's, she's and, yeah, she's doing yeah, it yeah, for yeah. the sisterhood, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, no, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah, and it is fantastic what they're doing as an organization. Yeah. Great. And yeah, reflecting again, you know, thinking about where you're at, you said it's mm-hmm. only your fourth week or fifth week in your new job. Uh, just finished with my fourth week. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. reflecting on that phase and what you've learned mm-hmm. and you've been through over the past couple of years yeah. if you were to put yourself on a scale mm-hmm. um so we're going to give you a sort of quantitative question here yeah. a scale of one to five one being the most satisfied mm-hmm. with your current work motherhood balance mm-hmm. uh, no we're doing it the other way <laughs> it's all right we can do inverse scales it's fine no i'm just gonna confuse myself massively okay let's ask this question again <laughs> it's all right you did exactly what we knew you were going to do so it's fine <laughs> i did my sailor <laughs> well, yeah. i scraped a bee in my sailor no oh, what are you doing <laughs> he's playing with your toes. He does. He's a toe biter. He is a toe biter. Do you want to try it again? Do you want to? I'm just thinking. I'm yeah. gonna to have to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a quantitative question um, is a kind of comparison between the mums that we interview for the podcast series. I think it'd be quite good to know on a scale of one to five, five being the most satisfied, mm-hmm. one being the least. Um, where would you put yourself in terms of your kind of satisfaction with your work? motherhood balance at the minute so five being the most satisfied one so reflecting on your solution that you've got to with your work um so for me the way things stand right now I'd Mm. say I am on that five (laughs) which is really good um but as I said it has taken you know four years yeah to get to this point um and that is where I'm sitting at the moment um I'm really enjoying what I'm doing uh work-wise yeah um, three days is great. Yeah. It's perfect for me. Um, and when I see my children, yeah. I think that we all enjoy it a huge amount more. <laughs> and you're giving each other good energy. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. And yeah. Freddie's nicely settled at nursery now yeah. and everything's kind of yeah. flowing. He is. And... Yeah, yeah. He was the kind of shy boy at first, but now he's getting all rumbunctious uh-huh. at nursery <laughs> and at homes. But that's good. That's all positive as well. He's turning into your... Um, personality profile now <laughs> that he's gone through to <laughs> what are you suggesting I don't know what you're... no 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 but we started our conversation about no, it, no, no. we did yeah we did share. we did we did um yeah so yeah it's working good at the moment and it's working for us as a family and um Seb my partner has had to make some slight changes in terms of his uh, work working patterns, yeah, yeah as well to make yeah. sure that it's work that, that we can get the kids to school etc yeah. so yeah. Um, all the joys of the school run yeah all the joys of the school run which we I know we need to we do need to really do, yeah. <laughs> we need to go and pick our kids up well so, it's yeah. a, a perfect opportunity yeah. to say thank you Lily um, on a lot of levels but thank you today for the podcast for the interview um, and for all your your beautiful insights um, and yes we will be in touch no doubt but we've been listening to Lily and Anderson Nichols and Laura Broderick with the mother of all solutions. You've been listening to the mother of all solutions. The mother of all solutions is produced and hosted by Laura Broderick and edited by me, Owen Wainhouse. Music for this episode is Night and Day by D. Yan Key, licensed under Creative Commons by the Free Music Archive.